Hey everyone, welcome to the Made It in Music podcast. Today we're talking with Sam Tenez about his journey in the music industry and major success in sync licensing. He's a gold-selling artist with hundreds of millions of streams on Spotify and multiple film and TV placements with songs such as Play With Fire and Legends Are Made. This was recorded at our 2022 Music Makers Bootcamp here in Nashville, Tennessee. This is an immersive experience where you get to learn directly from music industry professionals and connect with other high-level music makers. If you want more information about our upcoming Music Makers Bootcamp, head to musicmakersbootcamp.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. Well, and it's such a different side of the industry, and I I do want to leave some time for questions because I know you've got a black belt in the sync world right here. So I'm going to leave some time for some questions because I could just keep grilling you with questions. But I want to dive a little bit into this that... What's been encouraging and inspiring to see in your story is that you've built an artist thing in a way where you didn't have to go hop in a touring van and grind it out and lose money playing shows on playing shows to 100 people in a club. And you've been able to largely do it from home. Right. Like that's kind of the amazing thing with with the sync side of things. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. I mean, I, you know, I have three kids at home. I have an eight-year-old girl, beautiful family, five-year-old little girl, and then a two-year-old little dude. And it's, um, you know, when I had our second, I just was like, man, these kids need their dad. And I don't know how else to do this. You know, like I want to do music, but most important for me is to be a father and be a good husband. And thanks y'all. And, and I really, you know, I really laid the artist thing like down at the altar. I was like, here it is. Like, I want to do this. And like, man, I grew up wanting to do this and I want to be a singer, but you know what? Like my family is more important. That's my first, that's my, that should be my, that's my first calling. That's where people are going to see God. And, and so I think for me, like, um, music like the cool thing about tv film is it, it was like i got my first check for the first tv film thing and i was like that's more money than i ever made for an entire 10 years of touring i'm like this is crazy i'm like wait this is all for me i'm like maybe they added a, a zero by accident or something you know and but what i realized was like no this is the way and you know watching maggie and some of my other friends who were um you know, creating their artist thing, and it was growing and growing and growing, you know, um, through Sync, I realized that, you know, you could create a fan base from it. And I was lucky enough that people enjoyed my voice, enjoyed my songs enough to start rallying around things. And I created an LP, like a, an EP kind of thing, but just longer, and put it out with some imaging. And I, I finally gave in to everybody saying that I was an artist, because I was going, no, I'm not an artist. I just make TV film. I'm not an artist. Leave me alone. Like, I don't do, I don't tour. I don't do anything. And I was realizing like, oh, you don't have to tour to be an artist. You just make music that people want to stream and listen to. And what's cool is like way back in the day, you know, MTV and TRL and all these places, they were the place where things were spotlighted. You know, the best music, the best fashion, the best whatever was spotlighted on these type of formats. but we don't really have that anymore. You know, there's not one place where everybody hears a certain grouping of bands or a certain or, or cops a certain style of clothing. I mean, there are so many obscure artists that have hundreds of millions of streams. And in some ways, it's like, and you don't know who they are. In some ways, if you're, if you're fame mongering and you really want fame and you want everybody to know who you are, that's really depressing. But for somebody like me, I don't care. I'm like, I would rather be the wizard behind, you know, behind the curtain who's pulling all the strings. Everybody loves all the things that we're doing but they have no idea who I am. I enjoy that because I can go places and have anonymity, um, but I can also provide for my family and, and get that whole artist side out. And it's like, um, I guess, you know, 
What sync does is it gives back that spotlight moment for artists where you can have a song and it does really well and it brings so many people in and they're like, hey, I found you on this Samsung commercial. Like, that song's so cool. And then I listen to all the rest of your songs and I love those too. And like, it gives you, you're not only, it's like you're getting paid for marketing. They're paying you to have your song out there and for everybody to hear you. So it's really such a win-win. Um, yeah, so that's, and, and I don't have to tour. I don't have to be away from family. Now, you know, in this season, being many years into sync, sync stuff and having my artistry grow a lot I am going to do a few more shows but it's on my terms I can do however many shows I want to do or not do um, and uh, it's a beautiful thing to be in control again whereas my last season of life I had no control over my touring schedule we just did as many shows as possible and I did not see my wife for the first four years of our marriage and I got back and I'm like hey you I like you like <laughs> you're pretty cool like why haven't we been hanging out the last four years She's like, well, you've been on tour losing money. I'm like, great. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, and then, and, and then there was a lot of counseling that came after that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 it results in a very real fan base. I've got Sam Tenez's Spotify page. This is just Spotify, not counting his YouTube or Apple Music or anything else. He's got 4 million monthly listeners independently on Spotify. He just, yeah, that's amazing. Thanks, y'all. I mean, those are numbers that, like, are, that's global smashes. Like, Play With Fire, his top song, he just celebrated a gold record completely independently. Like, that just doesn't happen. And so the last thing I want to I ask about, and then I, I want to leave time for questions in the room, um, is a lot of people think that getting the record deal is the goal. A lot of people think getting the publishing deal is the goal. Ever since I've known you, even when you had a deal with Warner, you still think like an indie artist, a scrappy indie artist. Can you talk a little bit about just how that's actually been a really good thing for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who make a lot of promises. And, and as you go further and further in this industry... There's a lot of people blowing a lot of smoke. Oh, if you sign with me, we'll do this, this, this for you. If you, you know, and, and in your head, you're even thinking, oh, if I was only booked by this person, I could open up for this amazing band. If I only was signed to this person, I could do this, that, or the other. But at the end of the day, it's all about great music. It's all about great songs. And that sounds so basic, but it's just, it is true. It's all about the songs. It's all about the music. And it's all about the intentionality that you're putting into it. Don't wait to be a signed artist to put the amount of intentionality that you would put into a record. If you like put that intentionality in the independent record, like think all about the pictures, think all about the messaging of the record. Think about how it, it should flow. Think about how you'd want it to feel on stage when you tour. Think about how you want it to get it licensed and think about what shows you want to be in. I think honestly, like giving things intentionality. Because some people are like, oh man, when I have a record deal, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And it's like, honestly, I had a record deal. It, I've had record deals multiple times and it's not been great. I mean, you are your biggest advocate. You are your you know, biggest champion along with your mom probably. You and your mom <laughs> are the biggest champions for you and, uh, and, and your family. I mean, and the thing is, it's like, I could walk into Warner when I walked in with them. If I was still shiny-eyed, like, oh, please make it all happen for me, like, nothing would have happened. They did a horrible job, to be honest, with my last record, but I was still able to salvage what happened because I still had that drive of, like, you know what? 
forget them. If they're not responding, push them over to the side. I have Emily, I have Dave, I have these people on my team. All right, Emily, what we're going to do is we're going to do this. Okay, you over here, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And it, honestly, those songs, one of the songs on that record that came out during the pandemic, during Warner kind of fumbling everything, is still on its way to streaming almost 8 million times. And it's like that, I don't say that to brag. I say that to say that like you don't need them. You don't need somebody to come alongside and hold your hand. If you truly believe in yourself... You can make it happen. And if you believe in the art that you're making to try to make the best art possible. And so don't wait for the record deal. The record deal is really the starting line. And, and honestly, too, I mean, when I was signed to a record deal, I didn't realize how much money they were taking from me. There, uh, when you sell a song on iTunes, it's a dollar, you know, like I say iTunes because it's easier to say, but you do iTunes and it's a dollar 29 or whatever. Nine, 9.1 of those cents goes to the songwriters. So if there's three people that's split amongst three people and it's three cents each, you know, and then the rest of it goes to the master royalty. So if you don't own your master and you're signed to a label, a dollar 20 or a dollar 15 or whatever that's left goes to the label. So you're literally losing the lion's share. So it's just, it doesn't make sense unless it, unless they're really going to do something incredible for you. And they promise you more than just, we're going to make you famous kid. You know, we're going to, we're going to make you a big name. And honestly, my famous friends would tell you fame is not all it's hacked up to be. Like it's not everything. What's, what's better than fame is providing for your family. What's better than fame is being able to keep your soul and putting out music that you, that you can like stand next to you know and so labels have a way of kind of twisting things and making you someone that you're not because they want to try to make you into something they can sell so I say all that to say in a passionate way just to say that I started with $600 with my LP and I was like God, can I spend $600 on this? I've got a, a new little kid. Like, this is so much money. And at the time, it was a lot. But that $600 multiplied into millions of dollars from revenue, gross revenue from that first LP. And if I never took that chance on myself and supported myself to get that first record out, none of this would have happened. So you can, like, that can happen for any of you in this room by just taking the best songs possible, the best pictures, the best marketing plan that you know how to do, pushing it out yourself, trying to get heard, and the rest is up to God, fate, and, and you know, things like blood, sweat, and tears. So, yeah. yeah. Man, that's so good. I think Sam could drop the mic after that. <laughs> uh, let's take a few minutes for audience questions. We got the, the guys, the, the beautiful beautiful friend Andrew right there. Give it up for Andrew, by the way, running the, running around today. Uh, we got a question over here. Yeah, so take, um, take the, the label artist off of sync. So now you, you're not the one who can sing your own stuff. I mean, I'm guessing you produce your own stuff too. How, what would be your steps then in terms of you're a sync writer, now, now who do you surround yourself with? Um, can you turn the mic up a little in here? It's, it's a little hard to hear their, their questions. You might have to reiterate that one more time. I Just can do that. Can you guys hear me okay? Sounds kind of like that Charlie Brown thing. There we go. Anything better up there? Not yet. Uh, one second. One, one second. trying, trying, trying. One, two, eight. I think they're working so on adjusting. it. One, two, check, check up. How front. do you make a tissue dance? Put it back oh. in. Put it back in it. That's all I got. That's all. Can you hear me up there yet? Not yet. Not quite. There he is. One, two, there one, he is. two. Oh, okay. There he is. Thank Praise you. Okay. So, um, Sam, what I was asking is, you are a sync artist. What if you took the artist part off? What if you weren't an artist? 
Um, who would you surround yourself with? What if you were the sync writer, but you're, you're production chops, I don't know if you produce all your own stuff, or your own voice, you are looking for, I mean, what, what are you gonna surround yourself with if you're primarily a writer who can do it, but you're just, talent-wise, you can't put yourself out there like that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the best way, it's like how I started was being a third in the room, which um, is typically there's a producer, there's an artist, and then sometimes they have a third in the room, and my job as the third in the room was to bring the title, to bring the, uh, the creative energy, whereas, because a lot of artists are kind of worn out from doing socials, they're doing, you know, shows, they're doing this, they're doing that, there are a million sessions in, so I come in and I give that little bit of adrenaline um, of like, hey, what about this title, and then they perk up and they get a little excited and it's like, I didn't have to put my face out there. I didn't have to do all the social media stuff or any of the shows. I could just show up, give them a great title, give them a great song and be in the mix of amazing artists and producers and, um, and still, have, still have my songs get heard and still be you know, part of the process. So I, I would say surround, yourselves, surround yourself with an amazing artist, find a, an amazing producer that you like working with and um, try to wiggle your way into being the third in a room. It's a really fun place to be because it's low pressure for you, but it, it also like all your brain power is going towards lyrics and melodies, and you can be that creative energy in the room that keeps things moving, you know? Well said. Uh, more questions. Let's see, got, we got a mic right here. Can we hear you? Yeah, check, one, two, one, two. Perfect. Um, so I'm starting from a similar place where I'm an artist first, but I've gained some interest in the sync over the last few years. Um, I've got sync alternates made, so like your vocals only, your instrumentals, all that good stuff, but like that's where it's ended for me because everybody I've asked about it, there's a hundred different starting points of like, one guy's telling you, just email a hundred different you know, TV supervisors cold and see what you get. Somebody else is like, well, go find a library. Some are exclusive, some aren't. So do you have any um, advice for like good starting places or, or avenues that you recommend looking into? Yeah, I mean, this is so hard. Even for my friends that are in town, like established writers, established artists that have toured and have like big things going on behind their name kind of thing. When they come to me and say, hey, I want to get into sync, like what should I do? It is such a very saturated thing that my first step is to tell them, do not email the, the people that head up, you know, this like, like Resonate, the licensing company I work with, or Lyric House, or Concord, or I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, don't send them stuff, because they'll just say no, because they're so overwhelmed with everything, you know? So really the best first step is to kind of like, what I would do is I would go on those Instagram, you know, accounts for those companies like Resonate, like Lyric House, like Concord, like Secret Road. You know, there's millions of them. There's so many great licensing people. And you just kind of start to troll like, okay, they're posting this song. Who is the, like, and you can just tap, tap it and see who they're tagging as the artist or as the producer or as one of the writers. And just see if there's anybody in there that you know or that a friend knows or that you can reach out to. Because honestly, the producer writers are a little bit more um, easily accessible. So, I mean, sometimes if I see that someone's getting a lot of syncs, I'll see a name pop up. I'll reach out to the producer. You know, when I was, nothing was going on for me at the time. I reach out to the producer and I go, hey, like, man, I love what you're doing. Like, here's my voice. Here's my voice and here's my artist stuff. Like, if you ever need a new voice, like another voice to put on stuff, like, I'm down, let's do it, you know? And it wasn't like, it wasn't a lot of pressure. It wasn't a lot of annoyance. It was just like, hey, like, I know you do sync music. You need another voice. We always need great new voices in sync, you know? And 
try me out sometime. You know what I mean? That would be my, because going, going down the gatekeeper route of like the head of companies or even to supervisors, supervisors are so overworked and underpaid, they just don't want to have anything to do with anybody bugging them unless they know you, you know? Um, so that would be my way of like, and that way too, you're, you don't become labeled as like, oh, this guy's hounding me. You know, you don't want to be that person. Oh, this person's hounding me. They won't leave me alone. Like you want to just get in with some of the community of the artists and writers and try to write some good music, you know? That's good. Another question over here. He's got the mic. Can you speak to um, the role management maybe has played? I know there's a lot of indie artists who don't obviously go the record label route, but they still find really solid managers to come alongside and provide open doors and kind of work alongside them to create opportunity? Have you experienced that? Do you currently have management? Maybe what's, what role has management played or not played? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm stubborn. So I didn't have management for a really long time and I was doing all, a lot of stuff myself. I was clearing the sinks, doing the paperwork for the sinks. I was registering stuff on CSAC. I was setting up all my rights. I was just that annoying person who just didn't want to give over any control. But then I got to a point where I had kids, I had life going on, I had my artist stuff going on, it was just too much. And I was like, I literally was like, I, I'm having panic attacks trying to make all this happen, you know? And so I, um, I knew a, a, a manager that was really close with my um, longtime collaborators, Matt Bronlewy, and his name is Dave. And so Dave loved my stuff, I brought him in. And what he did for me, what I needed was, I needed somebody, like I was grabbing all the big checks as we were going along. Okay, yeah, I got paid for this, got paid for this. But there was so many little bits of money on, on both sides and so many missed opportunities on both sides. And the great thing about a good, a good manager is not necessarily that they're gonna shake all the bushes down and get you new work. When you get to the point where you need a manager, you almost don't want more work. You're like, please don't put anything else on my plate. You know, you want them to take things off of your plate. So for me, the manager role has been when you get to a point where you have so much on your plate that you're missing things, he was taking stuff off of my plate, you know, doing, registering songs for me, finding these little bits of money for me. He was handling really sticky, you know, situations with artists or writers, splits, conversations that I don't need to be having, you know. Um, and, and really even too, like, there's sometimes as an artist, as an emotional person, I can be like, this is not gonna work out, the deal is, I don't wanna do this, like whatever, and they come in and go, well, have you ever thought about, what if we did, and this, and this, and they're like, okay, yeah, I can feel good about that. Do they feel good about that? Oh, they love that. I'm like, okay, I can do that. You know, and they, they kind of like take this emotional person and they, they bring them to logic land and then like, hey, here's, here's a situation where you both win or, you know, and so I think, honestly, for me, Management hasn't been like, oh my gosh, they brought me to the next level of stardom, but it has been like, wow, I can actually function like a person, have a real family life. Meanwhile, I have people working in the background for me and setting up rights and booking things. Like there's just, I had to admit sometime in the last few years that I am a human and a human being and I cannot do everything. Even though we're made in the image of God, we are not God. And so I can, I can do like maybe 10 things at once, but past then it's like, you know, it's too much. So they've really helped me to just have a real, a healthier life. So, you know, but it, you really don't need management until you need it. And a good manager finds you. Don't go searching out a manager. Let the man, a good manager always finds you. They always find their way to you. So just keep working until someone approaches you and says, hey, like, I love what you're doing. I'm really passionate about you. How can I help, you know? So well said. 
All right, keep us on track. We are going to wrap up. But the good news is, if you have more questions, Sam is going to be on our next artist panel as well. So you're not done. we're not done with you yet. So everybody give a massive, massive thank you to Sam Tenez. Thank you. Thanks for listening to part two of this episode of the Made It in Music podcast. Head to musicmakersbootcamp.com to learn more about our upcoming Music Makers Bootcamp and check out madeitinmusic.com for more content and episodes from this podcast. See you in the next episode.